My name is Paul Owen, and this is the Sales Talent Podcast. So welcome back to episode eight of series three, in which we focus exclusively on women in sales. Now, unfortunately for this week, um, our guest has been unable to join us for reasons beyond her control. And I didn't want us to miss one of our episodes. And so somewhat bizarrely, perversely, you are stuck with uh, me, a man, talking to you for uh, the next few minutes or so, be a shorter episode today uh, about women in sales. I thought I'd share my thoughts on the topic so far, uh, covering a few different areas, which I'll just explain to you in a moment. Before we get started, um, please, if you are a regular listener, make sure you hit the subscribe uh, button. It helps us to drive more people our way. Um, be also amazing if you could rate us or and or write a review on the podcast, again, driving more people our way. And as I often request, please, if you do like it, uh, either this episode or the series in general, then please tell one other person uh, and hopefully we can grow our listener base that way. So the main areas I'm going to discuss today, so it'll be a shorter episode than usual, just my one voice. You won't be able to tolerate it for long enough. So I'm going to look at the uh, perception of sales and how that affects women uh, coming into our world, uh, the culture, uh, and then the skills with a little comparison of men versus women. And then finally, ending up with a little look to the way ahead where I um, ask you, or rather, sorry, ask myself the question, would I be happy for my daughter uh, to go into sales? But perhaps before we get into all that, um, why bother? You know, why bother trying to get more women into sales? Well, I'd answer that in uh, three ways. Number one, we need more people in sales, never mind whether it's women or men. Um, there is a um, lack of good, never mind great salespeople in our world. So we should always be open to more people. Uh, secondly, I think that it's important we have diversity in all sorts of different ways, um, but certainly on the um, men women split i think we're better to have a combination of men and women i think that certainly men all working together in a sales team can create a certain kind of world which is not always to the benefit of everyone working within it and thirdly i'd like to suggest that arguably in some cases in many cases in fact women are better at selling uh, certainly in early stages of their career and i'd like to share with with you the reasons that I think that to be the case. So without further ado, let's take a short musical interlude and come back to hear me talk about women in sales. So I said I'd start by talking about perception. And so the challenge here, of course, is that the perception of sales as a whole not only discourages all kinds of people from coming into sales, but perhaps particularly discourages women. So let's go back. What is that perception of sales? Well, it's still seen um, incorrectly in lots of cases as a, um, I don't know, a hard world, a tough, uh, lean, mean, um, an unpleasant job in which we're trying to force people to buy things that they neither want nor need. and 
I'm not sure that's particularly appealing to anybody, but I think if it was a split between men and women, it's even less appealing to women. And I'd like to almost take you to where I go to in any sales training programs that I run before I get anywhere close to talking about techniques for for sales calls and so on, I talk about what we're actually trying to do in sales because we're not trying to force anyone to do anything. We're not trying to get them to buy things they don't want or, or, or don't need and then run off before they realize what we're actually trying to do in sales is to help people make good buying decisions. So we can't force them into a decision. We can't say they should be buying any kind of product or service. But once they're in the market for that product or service, it's our job to help them make a decision. And the greatest block to helping people make good decisions in any walk of life, and certainly in sales, is that they don't share with us what their needs are. They don't share what they're trying to achieve. And so ultimately, we, we fail to get the truth out of them. And if we fail to get the truth out of clients and potential clients, then it's very difficult for us to actually be able to help them in their buying decisions. So for me, the heart of sales is a mission. And that mission is the search for truth. When we find out the truth about a person and about their needs, in particular relation to the kind of services and products that we offer, then and only then can we help them. And I think if that was the perception of sales that we had in our world, in our culture, then we would find it much easier to welcome women or find, rather find it much easier to attract women into sales. But the challenge is that perception is the hard closing, maybe hard drinking, hard living uh, kind of setup, which um, quite frankly doesn't appeal to lots of men either, but in particular doesn't appeal to women. So if we are going to attract more women, we have to continue the work that many of us are trying to do in the world of sales to change the perception of sales. Now, that leads probably fairly nicely and comfortably into the culture, the environment that we have in sales, because I still feel when you look at the culture in many sales teams, in many businesses, in fact, there's still a rather macho culture trying to encourage us um, to behave in certain ways, to be unforgiving, to be tough, to be in a three minutes past midnight and carry on working until three minutes until midnight and to be tough on people and have very strict targets on whether it's call volumes or how many pictures we get in or how many different closing tactics we use. And I can't be alone in you know my career of, of, of visiting lots of different companies and in particular companies where sales teams are present uh, and finding it a a relatively harsh, um, uninviting kind of world for many young people, and I think particularly for women going into that. So if you are in a company where you find it difficult, in particular, to recruit women into your business, I'd recommend you take a step back and look at the environment in which you are placing your sales teams and the culture that you are. Um, that you've developed and that you are sustaining in your company because I think you have to be very honest with yourself about how welcoming it might be. Maybe you could, uh, if you're a man listening to this, um, 
ask your wife or girlfriend to come in and visit the environment you're trying to create or a female friend, just somebody else coming in with a woman's set of eyes, which might well be the same, have the same view as you, but um, I think often not. And we can be a little bit blind in business and in sales and in life generally to how male dominated a culture can be. Um, and I recognize it's going to be very easy to fall into stereotypes here, but um, it's so often the most um, sort of macho, the loudest, the hardest, you know, the, the worst language spoken in, in the sales area maybe, and the longest hours worked. I don't know. There's just a culture of, of toughness. Now, whilst I recognize, as anybody who's been in sales has to recognize that one of the most important things you have to be in sales is, is resilient and to have a, a huge amount of grit to keep going in the job that you do. Uh, I don't know that necessarily that has to translate into it being a harsh environment and a tough environment in which to work. I'm reminded as I talk about this of the many times I've spoken to clients about the way that they manage their sales teams, whether, whether male or female for this point is largely irrelevant. And so often sales management and senior management in companies are really tough on sales teams because they regard it as integral to the development of a sales team to be tough on them. And if they're not, if they're not strong enough to tolerate that toughness, then they're not cut out for sales. Um, and I don't agree. Uh, I do agree they need to be tough and most of us need to be tough in sales to varying degrees just because there is a, a um, higher than average uh, percentage of rejection in sales. And so that already requires a toughness. But I don't think it's the job of management to be tough on sales teams uh, because already it's hard enough for salespeople. They're being rejected day in, day out um, by clients who are sometimes brutally honest in, in their feedback on how little they're interested or why it doesn't work. And I think actually, as managers, we should be doing the opposite with our sales team and actually supporting those salespeople rather than knocking them down all the time. So if you've got that kind of culture, that kind of environment where it's dictated, if you like, or the overarching culture is of toughness because it's good for people, I would argue that in many cases, you're not making that an environment which is likely to be welcoming to growing the number of women in your team. So we all need to work at the perception of sales in society, but each person listening to this with ideas of attracting more women needs to take personal responsibility for the culture they create in their company. And part of that is the environment that you're creating, the way it looks and feels and smells and all those different sensory perceptions coming in, but also importantly, the way you treat people. So perception must change. Culture needs to evolve. So let's now talk a little bit about skills. I've mentioned this on a couple of the episodes so far with guests. I've asked them a question, in fact, of um, do you believe that women are better than men at sales? Now, before anybody gets up in arms about this, I have not found any reliable data to suggest either way. And I am not in the uh, position of wanting to go men bashing in the uh, pursuit of uh, women celebrating. Um, but I have one particular view based on my couple of decades now 
of being in the sales world and about a decade of that working with sales teams across many, many different sectors. I suggest to you that at the time most of us go into the workplace, so it's going to be anything from late teens to early 20s, maybe mid-20s at the latest, depending on what we've studied and, and our travel commitments as we've grown up and so on, that a disproportionately higher number of women at that stage are already better prepared than men for going into sales in a few key ways. Before I share those ways and one way in particular, I want to just get people to recognize that we do separate men and women and, and have data in their performance. And in one particular field that springs to mind, a field that is close to my heart is education. We are quite happy within the world of education to recognize that results have been saying the same thing for decades. Girls outperform boys in the academic game called education. And yet it seems impossible to be able to get people to recognize, therefore, that the young woman graduating from school, college, university, and the young man graduating from any of those places are in slightly different places. I don't think any of the evidence, by the way, around academia suggests that women are inherently cleverer, um, more brain cells or higher academic performance through intelligence alone. Um, but I think that the conclusions tend to be that uh, girls at school are as a, have a higher percentage of them who are more focused, more organized, um, a little bit more grown up, more mature in the way they go about doing business. And so I think, uh, sorry, the, the way they go about doing education. And I think that translates, and it's not unreasonable at least to suggest that that translates into going into work, going into business, that they're, they're ahead. You know, a 22-year-old woman is going to be, in many cases, more mature, more advanced in her thinking, a bit more serious, a bit more grown up about her career than a 22-year-old man. Uh, and that's just mirroring what we already find in academia. So I think that is one potential upside that women have over men coming into sales. Although I hasten to clarify that I'm talking about the beginning of the sales career that I think makes the difference. The second element that I also think plays a part in arguably giving women um, making them more oven ready, if you like, for going into sales when they first start, is that in my experience, and it is only my experience, it's anecdotal, it's in my life rather than data I can point to you, is that young women tend to be better listeners than young men. And I think if you have spent lots of time with both sexes, and particularly at the younger age of the spectrum, you'll recognize that lots of the storytelling, the joke telling, the talking uh, will very often come from men in a group. And more often the questions, the listening, the probing, the empathizing, sympathizing, and so on will come from men. So I think those two elements and again, of course, this is massive variation across all sorts of different people, but we're talking about general ideas here that actually hiring 22-year-old women ahead of 22-year-old men or 18-year-old women over 18-year-old men, there's a reasonable argument we must at least concede that they will be better, um, as in more ready with some of the human skills more developed uh, in the cohort of young women, there will be in young men. So if we could only change the perception and 
change that culture to be more welcoming, we might actually be able to see a better qualified sales force coming in. And then as men, we'll do what we try and do all our lives, I guess, and catch up with the women uh, around us. And we'll all end up being better. So where to now? Where do we go as far as attracting more women? Well, this, this series is going to continue. We've got one or two more guests booked in. I'd like to try and extend it to 10, if not 12 episodes for this series. So I'm hoping we're going to be able to do that. What are my conclusions from the, the guests I've spoken to so far and the changes I've seen in recent years in sales? Well, in short, I think we are, I'm comfortable saying we're in a better place than we were. Um, I think there are more people reshaping the perception of sales uh, across the world, and, and long may that continue. I think the, the workplace as a whole has, thankfully, at long last, um, or is becoming better in all sorts of different ways of welcoming diversity in the diverse society in which we work, although I am reminded of the fact that I live in London, one of the most diverse uh, cities in the world, and so London is probably ahead of other places, certainly when you move away from big cities where there's less diversity across workforces, and, uh, and I find sometimes a little less diversity in the attitudes that people have. But there's, there's little doubt that things are better, they're more welcoming, um, there are more women leaders. We still need so many more. Uh, thinking of various interviews with with quite a few of my my guests in this series, when they've talked about being at senior events, i.e., sitting around boardrooms with business leaders and still being the only woman in that boardroom, or sitting on panels at exhibitions or or trade shows or conferences, and again being the only woman or being one of very few women there. So we. We still lack that um, that senior level or that mass coverage of women at a senior level in sales and in business. And I think of, I don't know the statistics off the top of my head, but I know that we are behind as a country in the targets that were set for uh, women being on boards in the FTSE 100 and the FTSE 250. We're, we're way off uh, where we're supposed to be. Our, our politicians are now slightly better represented by women along way that continue. But there's still work to do on it on the leadership time, uh, leadership level. But hopefully that's that's feeding through, and hopefully there are uh, more and more of those coming through. And if we can play our small part in doing that by invite, inviting more women leaders onto this series and onto subsequent series, then so much the better. So would I be happy for um, for my daughter to go into sales? She's 13 years of age. Would I be happy? Um, I'd be delighted for any of my children to go into sales, uh, quite frankly. Uh, I still think back to uh, Laura Morgan, the inspirational entrepreneur, or one of the many inspirational entrepreneurs I interviewed for my book uh, a few years ago. Uh, and Laura talked about the two skills that she felt that everyone should learn. Uh, one was coding and the other was learning to sell. Uh, I still 100% agree with Laura. I think if you're going to go into any business, then doing sales for two or three years gives you arguably the best foundation of going into business of any type. But I don't just want everyone coming into sales and doing two years and running away again. I think that it's genuinely a career that that changes lives. It, it certainly changed my life. Uh, I hope my children are better at um getting themselves into good shape in their 20s rather than me waiting until we're into my 30s to get into business properly and to get into sales. 
Um, but there's a brilliant place to be. Sales is the foundation of all business. Businesses survive because of their sales, uh, because of their revenue, and they die because of a lack of revenue. So there is no more important job. And yes, I recognize I'm biased, but if you're still listening to this podcast, then you're biased too, because you're into sales and recognize the importance of it. But it is the most critical function. It's the largest function in business, which people still fail to recognize. And the skills that my daughter would learn within sales will enable her, should she so desire, to build an amazing career in sales or to take those skills into other areas. So if in the next decade, I guess she's got about another decade until she um, starts work, then if in that time we we can have more companies where the culture is better and more welcoming uh, to young women, if we can keep doing our work and changing the perception uh, of sales to welcome more women and more young people uh, generally, then um, I think we'll all be better for it. We'll have a better workforce. Uh, we will maybe eventually catch up on lagging behind on productivity with practically uh, every other major country in the world. I've written some uh, figures this morning, in fact, about how we're still in the G7, uh, the least productive um, nation over recent years. And I do think that productivity will be increased by getting more uh, women into sales, um, encouraging a better, more diverse, more integrated workforce um, that will help us all be happier there. So yeah, I'll be absolutely delighted and will recommend uh, my daughter certainly learn sales skills. Uh, I'd be crazy not to, and I'd be happy for her to go into sales and hope that she can play her part uh, as my guests have and as the many women out there in sales are doing right now, play, play her part in making it an even more attractive place for people to be. So we're going to wrap things up now. I hope it's been useful for you to hear some thoughts that I've shared about uh, why bother. We need more people. We need more diversity. And there's a reasonable argument suggests that young women certainly are better qualified than young men. If we want to do that, we have to change perception. We have to rebuild the culture of sales teams and so we can welcome those skills in. But we're going in the right direction. I think we could do with getting there a little bit quicker. So I hope you've enjoyed the short solo podcast today. We are thinking for our next series, which will launch, launch probably in March of this year, that we could have a mixture of the longer episodes, such as the ones you've been used to in this series, where we talk for uh, 45 to 60 minutes to a guest, and also some shorter episodes, somewhere between probably 10 to 15 minutes, where I share one key idea with you or invite a guest to share one key idea with you. If you do have any thoughts on that, uh, then do get in touch with uh, me direct uh, via the website. You can contact me via there um, or via LinkedIn. For now, I thank you for listening. I thank you for your time. My name is Paul Owen, and you've been listening to the Sales Talent Podcast. Sales.